0: Welcome to the Chronic Spoonful Podcast, where we discuss real life with real chronic illness. Each week, we'll cover an aspect of real-life Spoonie living and what that can mean for different chronic illnesses. We hope this will be a place you can go for updated Spoonie info and where you'll find humor, because, you know, we're a little crazy, important information, and community. As a disclaimer, we just want to remind you that, yes, we'll be talking about chronic illness and health information, but we are not your doctor. Everyone's chronic illness is different, and we are absolutely not MDs, so we are not qualified to give you medical advice. We're going to tell you unequivocally to discuss anything we talk about on this podcast with your doctor. Okay, hey everyone. So now that we've gone through, as we do every week, all our disclaimers, let's talk about what's new and nose, note, note, noseworthy. Noteworthy. Let's talk about what's new and noteworthy this week. We hope you all had a great week and we'd love for you to share it with us. You can tell us how your week has been by going into the comments or you can go to our Facebook page, join us in the Facebook group or on any of our social media. So Nicole, let's start off with talking about, you know, favorite topic, COVID.
1: COVID.
0: COVID. Yeah. Uh, we are starting to come out of the darkness. At least I'm calling it coming out of the darkness um, because I'm still skeptical, but it is a little coming out of the darkness. Um, states are really starting to open up and open up a little more responsibly than some other states that started opening up like months ago. Um, but New York City is talking about opening up fully. On July 1st. However, they have not exactly explained what fully means. I think, you know, they're, they're saying they're opening up at 100% capacity. Not exactly saying, does that mean no masks? Does that mean all restaurants you can eat inside 100% capacity? We don't know. And I think California is also talking about that being about the date that they also want to open up at 100%.
1: Wonderful. What are
0: your thoughts on this?
1: I just, you know, I'm I'm very skeptical because I don't think we're at a place yet that we should be opening fully. There's still, we're having surges in the Midwest. Our hospitals around here have, you know, at least half full COVID units. People are still getting sick. They were talking about certain people that are still getting sick after they've been vaccinated and catching COVID. So I think there's still a lot of concerns to pay attention to,
0: you know, I, I kind of agree. I, I'm not in a place where I feel comfortable at a hundred percent. I definitely don't agree with getting rid of mask mandates for sure.
1: No, Definitely not.
0: Um, I think that's silly. I think that, um, you know, I'm just, I, I don't know how comfortable everybody is being around a whole bunch of people right now. And especially like New York is so crowded and everybody's like crammed in, uh, that just wouldn't feel very comfortable to me. And, you know, you're talking about July 1st, it's right before the independence day holiday and people like, hi, we're going to open up fully just in time for everyone to cram into, you know, 4th of July parties. I think that's just asking for trouble. And I know that we're talking about people being vaccinated, but we have variants out there. We have, we have a bunch of people refusing to get vaccinated I, I'm just I'm not sold yet I'm just not sold and maybe it's an overabundance of caution on my part but I I just I'm not sold I'm not either um just not there with everyone nope. yet I think they're jumping too much toward the economy and not enough toward public safety but we'll see we'll see where things go um speaking of seeing where things go cruise ships are getting ready to launch down in Florida
1: and they're already a petri dish so I mean like. <laughs> right.
0: But, you know, I'm not really shocked that Florida would agree to let their cruise ships launch, um, considering everything that Bill de Blasio has done down there. And, you know, if you listen to this show, you know that uh, I am not a fan of. Oh, sorry. Did I say Bill de Blasio? Because we were just talking about New York. Sorry. No, I have no opinion on Bill de Blasio.
1: DeSantis.
0: DeSantis. I meant DeSantis. I did not mean Bill de Blasio. Apologies to Bill de Blasio uh DeSantis (laughs) if you listen to the show you know I'm not a fan of DeSantis around DeSantis um I I just don't particularly care for him definitely on what he's done with COVID and other reasons that have nothing to do with the show but definitely COVID stuff I think he's made just absolutely poor decisions across the board I think yeah Petri dishes of cruise ships On on top of that, like they're saying like 95% of personnel have to be vaccinated. That's at least 5% of the personnel that aren't vaccinated. Are they going to wear buttons that say that they're not vaccinated? Because I'd need to know.
1: Yeah. Are they just going to be like 5% super spreaders or, you know what I mean? Like right? if they're not vaccinated or they're refusing, or how do you know, you know, even with people who are vaccinated, they can be carriers. So I'm confused that like, you're going to tell staff, okay, no big deal. 5% isn't vaccinated. That's going to spread like wildfire.
0: Right. I just don't grasp it. Like, Ugh. I, I don't understand. Like you already have a Petri dish. Now you're adding 5% of people who aren't vaccinated to your Petri dish. Why? Why is this acceptable? Why is it not 100% of the personnel vaccinated? First of all, second of all, no, I don't even think you could pay me to get on that cruise ship right Mm
1: -hmm. now. Nope.
0: I mean, you'd have to pay me loads of money to get on a cruise ship before, but now I don't think I would take the money.
1: No, I wouldn't. Are they going to put in your your money bag some Remdesivir and some Regeneron and everything else in case you get it? I mean, no, I'm good. I'm going to wait.
0: Just, yeah, I'm really, I just, I was really upset by that. Me too. And, oh yeah, and well, speaking of that, I actually don't have it on our agenda, but I wanted to bring it up because I just thought of it right now. Because when we were doing our agenda, I had a little bit of brain fog and I thought of what I did want to bring up this week. So have you seen the commercials where they, where they, where they're showing the people who get the call saying you're COVID positive and um, when you're COVID positive, you should call your doctor and ask for monoclonal antibodies.
1: I did see that.
0: Yeah. And they're all like people over the age of like 65 in the commercial. Yes, And I'm like, you know, I can't even get my dad to like call the doctor for a majority of reasons, let alone be able to remember to use the term monoclonal antibodies. I was just like, you're not even explaining what monoclonal antibodies are to anyone in this commercial. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not so sure I, I get the effectiveness of the commercial. (laughs) Yeah. It's just telling you to call your doctor and tell them you want monoclonal antibodies, but You're not actually telling the person the the people why they want the monoclonal antibodies.
1: Exactly. It's important to share all of the information.
0: But then I was thinking like, I'm in my Facebook groups and I'm reading through all of these people who are telling, who are going to their doctors and they're trying to tell their doctors, you know, I have, I have this disorder. I have this and their doctors are like, that's not a real disorder. (laughs) Like trained medical professionals who are denying they have these disorders. And I'm like, how many of these people are going to call their doctors and say, I want monoclonal antibodies. And the doctor's going to go, that's not a real thing and hang up on them.
1: <laughs> or say, we don't have any, or we can't get you that. Or, or You're they just not, don't you know. believe that
0: they work. Yeah. Because there's also doctors who don't even believe that COVID's a real thing.
1: <laughs> I know, which is terrifying.
0: Like there are doctors actually telling people not to get vaccines.
1: Yes. Which is also terrifying. Unless there's a legitimate reason, but I mean, you know, aside from that, you know, just to say it because they don't believe in it is ridiculous.
0: And that's, those are the doctors I'm talking about, by the way, I'm not talking about like legitimate reasons. I'm talking about literally doctors who are not, are telling all of their patients not to get vaccines. Mm -hmm. And, but I'm just sitting there going, oh my gosh, all of these people, if they even do remember to call their doctor and say it, I just wonder how many of them are in for a world of hurt. And, and I don't mean to be skeptical. And if there's doctors listening and you do believe in monoclonal antibodies, I want to hug you right now. I feel like you should send send, a, send us all of your names and we should post them all up on a website and give links to all of you. How about you. it? <laughs> <laughs> Because really right now I am, I have just spent like the past week in these groups, like these poor people who are just getting like, are just having nightmare stories with their doctors. Oh yeah. Like one nurse was like, what do you mean you have EDS? That's not a real disease. I've never heard of it.
1: Oh my God.
0: Like, just cause you've never heard of it doesn't mean it's not. That's right. What do you have? The, do you have all the diseases memorized that are in the whole wide world?
1: Exactly. Have you done your research?
0: It just floors me. It just floors me. So me I, so I just had to bring up that commercial because I thought that was <laughs> truly fascinating. I love what they were trying to do with it, but it went wrong for me in so many different directions. <laughs> <laughs> like It was the, from the phone call where they're like, it goes ring, and the person is like, hello. And they're like, we're just calling to tell you that you have COVID. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> like No one's going to do that. No. And, you know, it just starts off wrong from the beginning of the commercial for me. No. I just had to share that on our new and noteworthy because it just was, it's a fun commercial. All right. So, Nicole, how was your week this week?
1: was pretty good, actually. I feel a lot better after having the solumedrol infusion. So that's really helped a lot, but I'm still um, pretty fatigued. Okay. I'm still having a lot of fatigue, but aside from that, I feel a lot better. I don't know how long that's going to last. Um, I guess we'll have to wait and see last time it lasted about like seven, eight months. I was okay. So since it seems to be like a new pattern in my lupus flares, I, I don't even know what to expect to be honest. So I'm just trying to right now focus on, I'm starting a weight loss journey and I, and more of a health journey about, you know, at least doing what I can for my health to make it, you know, as good as it can be so that maybe the lupus won't be so out of control. So I'm going to try some new things. So that's really what's been going on with me. What about you?
0: So I've been a little more fatigued this week. Um, I think it's been our ups and downs in weather. Yeah. And that's kind of been playing on me. Migraines have hit a little bit harder. Just having some rough patches had, you know, a fainting spell this week, which I haven't had one in a really long time. So that's been kind of rough, you know, just, just really trying to work through stuff, just a little discouraging. I think that, you know, I was feeling really up, but this is the nature of the illness I have. I'm going to have ups and I'm going to have downs. I'm going to have moments where I feel like really, you know, more energized and then moments when I just don't just trying to kind of get through that been, you know, working on. I'm really excited that we got the release of the planner done. That was a huge relief. So if you guys don't know, and you didn't listen last week, well, Um, (laughs) we finally (laughs) released the planner we've been talking about for weeks. Yes. And uh, you know, if you guys haven't had a chance, we'll put the link again in the show notes and you should take a look at it. Again, um, we are offering 20% for listeners or 20% we're offering 20% off for our listeners, for the planner, uh, the discount code will be in the show notes. And, um, we do like, we'd really love to have your feedback guys. Um, we want to know what you think, what you think should be in there, what you guys think we should take out. This is a quarterly planner. So, you know, it would take you through a quarter, Of tracking how you feel, tracking your doctor's appointments, tracking your meal plans and all that kind of good stuff. And it's really just designed to help you guys, you know, track your medical journey, track your chronic illness journey. And that's really what this planner was all about because there there just isn't a planner out there for Spoonies to really track what's going on with them. So this is a really exciting opportunity for us. And um, so we really want some feedback on it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, then the other exciting news that came up this week is we have surpassed 350 downloads Yay! for our podcast. And um, so that brings us so much closer to our 500 download challenge. Again, when we reach 500 downloads, we're going to choose someone from our email list to get a custom made chronic spoonful t-shirt. yay! And so it will be the only one in the world. You'll be totally unique unicorn and it will be the only one ever. And uh, so we will choose someone from our email list. So be sure you sign up for our email list, that link you can get just by going to our website. You can sign up for our email list there. And when you sign up for our email list, you get a free prescription tracker. So Bonus. Yay. Bonuses. You do, you get a bonus. Huh.
1: And I, I um, have a question because I want to know. I want a chronic spoonful custom made shirt. <laughs> what what's going on with that? Because I need that in my life
0: right now. Well, you know <laughs> yours is coming, but yours is not unique. Oh she's not that special, guys. No.
1: Story of my life, Never. damn it.
0: <laughs> But there is also a store that you can go to. And if you don't want it to be unique, you can buy one. If you want it to be unique, you can try and sign up for our email list and you can try to win your very special and unique t-shirt and it will be amazing. Yes, it will be. That's how it's going to go. So now talking about me being fatigued, let's get back to me for a second. (laughs) As as Nicole knows, I'm the most important person. I know this but it actually ties into what our topic is. So I I said that like part of the reason I was fatigued is because our weather was going up and down. And part of our weather out here in California going up and down, we've gone from being kind of really cool to all of a sudden being, well, today was 97 degrees and being in heat. And I don't do that well with heat. And part of it's the medication and part of it is the disease itself. So, and a lot of it's the medication, both the medications I'm on, uh, create heat sensitivity. Once upon a time I could run around in the sunshine. And I used to be the person that used to sit in the rays of sunshine.
1: Me too. Like
0: getting around a table and I'd be like, no, 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 no. I have to sit in the sun. Now I'm like, I am a vampire and I shall sit in the shade. (laughs) So (laughs) we would... So part of that, so part of my fatigue has been this, like, going into this, like, hotter season, Um, and I know some of you are not quite into your summertime yet. You're going to get there, so we thought we'd kind of get a jump a little bit on summer. We're going into May. Everybody's going to kind of start to do their summertime activities, so we thought we would talk a little bit about summertime and how that impacts us as spoonies, like, what does summer mean for people with chronic illness? It does actually have an impact on us in a different way than it does, I think for healthy people. And I just talked about it. You know, there was a time I used to sit in a ray of sunshine, Nicole, you just said that too. You used to sit in a ray oh, of sunshine. Oh
1: yeah. Oh, I used to love the sun. I used to love summer.
0: Yeah. And now it's like, oh, does it have to be summer?
1: Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, summer causes me extreme anxiety. I, I don't do well. I'm very heat sensitive. I am extremely photosensitive. A lot of my medications cause photosensitivity. Um, I just don't do well in the summer. I overheat very quickly. I cannot cool back down. Um, yeah. I get sick. I get nauseous. I get dizzy. I get a heat rash. So I have to be really careful, which is really, it makes me feel like everything is so... I don't know, restricted to me, you know I mean? Like I can't, there's so much I I can do, but only for a short time or that I can't do. Or, I mean, God forbid I spend an hour in the sun and the next day I wake up with a rash and I'm completely flushed and I feel sick and I can't do anything.
0: I totally get that. I totally get that. So we wanted to kind of talk about um, what are some things you can do to protect yourself, um, because we're not the only two people that deal with this. There's, uh, you know, it, a lot of Spoonies deal with heat sensitivities and and a lot of it is caused by medication. A lot of it really is. It's caused by putting on more weight due to, due to medications, due to not being able to exercise as much. Um, a lot of it is due to just the diseases themselves. Some people, you know, develop a chronic illness or have chronic illnesses that are skin related very much so you know so you know what are some things we can do to protect ourselves in the summertime what what precautions do we need to take so let's let's talk about heat because I think that's the biggest one for most of us that we that we have to deal with what are some of the things we we need to do like I'm going to a, a wedding a wedding is coming up it's going to be In the desert, not in the middle of the desert, but in a desert area, and it's going to be hundred degrees outside, Uh, right? But there's also going to be parts of parts of it. It's going to be mostly in the shade, but there's going to be parts of it where I have to be in the sun. So I bought a parasol.
1: It's a great idea,
0: right? So I could like always be in the shade at all times. Um, I'm also going, I also had sunglasses, like the sunglass clips that go over my glasses. Oh, smart. Yeah. Um, Cause I can't always wear my contact lenses. So I got sunglass clips so that it doesn't, the sun doesn't trigger my migraines. What else can we do?
1: There's, you know, um, heat protective and sun protective clothing, which is a great idea. You can just Google that and a bunch of companies will come up and that is very helpful. I had to go to using, um, one of those, uh, bathing suit tops, you know, with the long sleeves where it protects you from the sun, you won't get it burned. I mean, I burned up last time I took my niece out to the water park last summer and I burned up within 20 minutes and I didn't realize it for about an hour. And she was like, Oh my God, look at your face and your back. And Mm -hmm. I wasn't even out there, you know, that long, we were sitting in the shade. Most of the time I was in the pool, maybe 20 minutes and I was burned up.
0: Yeah. Or if you don't burn up, people will look at you and go, are you okay? Yep. Because you're kind of red. Um. There's also those cooling. Oh, towels. those are
1: great! Yes. You can get cooling yeah. um hats. They have um. I thought that I saw them come out with a cooling um, like a blanket. Um. But there's some really great cooling products.
0: Yeah, I used to buy a cooling blanket for my dog. <laughs> oh my gosh! You um, really? They make bigger ones now for people. Um. That you can you can get and they're amazing. They're amazing,
1: I but yeah, there's one of those. all
0: kinds of like there's cooling clothing. Yes. If you go to um, did Duluth Trading I think makes about mm-hmm. a bunch of them for like construction workers. Yes, but you can find you know maybe not so construction workery kind. Not all their stuff looks like construction worker <laughs> 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 They they do a lot of stuff for like people who work outside, and so they have a lot of great not that I'm doing a commercial for Duluth trading there's the <laughs> first place that came to mind but um they they were one of the first places where I saw like cooling cl- like clothes that actually cooled you um moisture wicking clothes are, are great. really helpful they're
1: really helpful
0: and and that yeah but it's it's also um especially if if like the heat doesn't bother you you could have photosensitive skin so using a really good sunscreen and reapplying it is so important.
1: yeah reapplying is the key a lot of people just apply it once and they forget about it but it's really important. What is it in the bottle is it like every hour or 45 They'll usually minutes They tell you how often yeah. based
0: on the brand it's not always the same with each brand so you do need to pay attention Most definitely It's also I think different between sprays uh, oils, and and lotions, lotions, mm-hmm. and gels. Like I think it's different based on each. I haven't, I, I haven't looked in a while. I'm um, like, I like to use a spray because I can't always get to my back um, as easily as I used to be able to. Yeah, um, the sprays are so convenient. Set in.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, having EDS, it used to be really easy for me to do my back um, when I was younger, and then arthritis <laughs> set in, and it went. And went, no, mm-hmm. we no shouldn't be doing that anymore mm-hmm. and um, but the other thing is though is remembering the hidden places that people forget to to touch like people forget to do their scalp the tops of their ears
1: yeah
0: uh the tops of their feet mm-hmm. like, people forget a lot of places on their bodies your face your face oh my gosh and and by the way you don't you shouldn't always use the same sunscreen on your face that you do the rest of your body, That's right? Your face has a different, uh, it's different skin on your face than it is the rest of your body. Technically, if you want to like really talk to like dermatologists and like skin people, they'd be like, you have to have one for your face and your neck. And then you have to have one for your decolletage. <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay, you're getting a little too technical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but really your face should be different than the rest of your body. And you also then have to be careful of the chemicals that you're using. Cause this gets even more fun because some of the chemicals that some people have chemical sensitivities. So you, if you are going to get sunscreen, it's good kind of to get it early and test it on a patch of skin. If you haven't used that sunscreen before, and even if you have, this is the fun stuff. You can develop an allergy later. That's true. That you didn't have before. That's happened to me a number of times where all of a sudden I'll be like, when did I develop an allergy to this?
1: Yeah. Something you didn't even know could even happen. I had a friend that broke out and um, well, I forgot what she was using, but she broke out in hives
0: Oh yeah, from
1: a specific product that she, she had used a similar product, never had an issue and had hives and they didn't go away for quite a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. I've had it happen with perfumes. I have too where it's not like I went and bought another bottle of the perfume and then used it. It was the same perfume and used it. And then all of a sudden started breaking out in a rash. Cause some like sometimes my rashes are from an accumulation of things that happens to me with what's the artificial sweet stevia. Oh, stevia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can, I can use a little bit of stevia. I don't like to, by the way, I don't use artificial sweeteners, but with stevia, if I drink a certain amount of it over time, I will start breaking out in a rash. It's an accumulation of things. So our bodies are fun, <laughs> and yeah, um, like a puzzle so <laughs> always. And it, you know, especially when you have a chronic illness, so you have to always be careful. So heat is a big deal. I think one of the other things I try to do with heat and knowing in the summer is that I plan for having a reaction to heat. So if I know if I'm going somewhere where it's gonna be, be hot out, I try to A, always have a ton of water and start off the day with ice water, always have a plan for where I'm gonna get more water. Also plan on if A, if I have to bow out at some point because I'm overwhelmed, or B, where, where am I gonna be able to find respite from the heat? Like, is there going to be somewhere around there that's air conditioned that I can bow into? Like a restaurant, a cafe? Um, or if
1: you're at someone's house, can I go in the, is, is it okay is to it go in their be- house and cool down? Yeah.
0: yeah, like the weddings at a hotel on a terrace. I know I can always go inside the hotel for a few minutes and Definitely. sit down Yeah, where it's air conditioned. Like, this is not going to be a problem. See, I always have a I have to have a backup plan for what I need to do. Like, I was at Disneyland one time standing in line and the line just wasn't moving as fast as we thought it was going to be. And I was in the direct sun for way longer than we thought. And by the time we got to the front of the line, I was so sick and so dizzy that I had to sit down. Oh. Well, as you know, there's no seats. No, <laughs> Like I wasn't at the front of the line. I shouldn't say that. Sorry. There's like this spot where, you're, sorry, you're at the front of the fun part of the line. And then you go into another part of the line that's inside. So like I, we got finally, <laughs> it's a whole thing. So I had to go inside and I took a seat and my friend is like going to continue on in the line. And then I told her that like, once I felt better for her to like text me when she was close enough and I would come up and meet her in line, like we were Disneyland pros. So we knew, we knew what we were doing. And so I sat down in a corner I had like five Disneyland staff come up to me and ask me if I needed medical help. Oh, wow. Well, first of all, they're really, really good there about that kind of stuff. And I just, so I explained, you know, that no, 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 I just got overwhelmed from the heat. I knew what I was doing. I just needed to sit on the cold concrete, which by the way was the blessing.
1: Oh, I bet that felt so good.
0: And I just needed to sit, get my composure and I would be fine. And you know, I was, I went there, got on the ride, boom, 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 boom. All was good in the world. But it was a huge lesson for me about standing outside in line. I can't do it. No, I can't either. Not when it's 85 degrees outside Mm-mm. in direct sunlight.
1: Mm-mm. Catch me in spring, in spring or fall. I'm good. Oh, but not, even not then, you, just,
0: you have to judge it. You have to judge it. So I think, I think heat is a, is a number one issue for us. I think we need to talk to our doctors about what medications we're on and how sun and heat impact those. I think doctors forget to tell us that sometimes. So important to read through your medications, guys, and those 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 little things that our pharmacists attach to our the pamphlets our or the pamphlets mm-hmm. really important to read through because sometimes they just forget to tell us those things, and it's it's a really big deal.
1: It is. It. I went on a med last year, and I, I I knew this, but I forgot. And I wasn't, I have so many medications that I, I actually forgot. And I didn't realize this, this medication caused extreme photosensitivity and mm-hmm. I went out in the sun and oh my God, within, I have never been that sick from the sun ever. Yeah. I thought I was going to die.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I truly believe it. Because they, they just, they, they don't always remember to tell you Mm-mm. that's going to happen, or they just might not think like, cause I'm pale as a ghost. They just may not think that I spend that much time out in the sun. Yeah. So they just don't remember. So Mm-mm. read through your stuff guys. Cause heat is, is just a huge deal for a lot of us in the summertime. Yeah. Um, and we would love to hear like your tips and tricks for like beating the heat, because I learn stuff from people all the time about how they beat the heat. Oh like, yeah. I'm always learning. Like I've heard of people who like get the little swimming pools and they put a little ice in the swimming pool and they'll put their feet in those such a great idea and sit outside. And they do that like to keep themselves cool. And like people do all kinds of stuff to keep themselves cool. So we'd love, like, again, I will put in the Facebook group, like on our Facebook page, we have a Facebook group. I'll put a post in the Facebook group Um, all you have to do is request to join. We'll approve requests and you can join and like, we'll have a whole thing in there about sharing tips to beat the heat. And I, you know what, I think it'll be great for everybody to kind of share their own tips because it's, it really is. I mean, I think it's a really big deal for a lot of people. So one of the other things in the summer that some people don't think about, but with chronic illness is nature. Oh, uh, gosh, yeah. A lot of people go camping. A lot of people go hiking. Yes. People with chronic illness do go hiking guys. <laughs> they do, you know, they, they like to get out into nature. They might go for a picnic or, you know, they might like, you know, want to sit out in the park. Cause it's, it actually sometimes is nice outside. It's not always brutally hot. No. So, but as much as like nature can be pretty, It can be brutal. Gosh, this is like a terribly negative summertime episode. (laughs) Um, But nature can be brutal. And we have things like mosquitoes, Nicole's favorite insect ever, (laughs) and ants. And we have ticks and fleas and chiggers. One of my favorites ever. I was desperately as, as a child. If you don't know what chiggers are, you probably didn't grow up in the Midwest. So true. Um, Because as a child, I was desperately afraid of chiggers. (laughs) They're just these (laughs) little bugs that apparently like get under your skin and make you itch like crazy. Yeah. So now I've made you all, if you all aren't itching around your ankles right now, you should be. But there's just like all these little critters out there that, that bites like spider bites and insect bites and- um, there's poison ivy and poison Oak and poison this. And then there's, there's grass allergies, oh, grass allergies. Every time the guy comes through with the lawnmower, I want to scream. Oh my God. My, my seasonal uh, allergies are so bad. They're so bad right now. Well, this is also, they said one of the worst pollen years on record. Yeah. And so there's all these things in nature that honestly, sometimes feel like they're trying to attack us all.
1: It really does.
0: And when you have chronic illness, these, these things that just kind of irritate healthy people can send our bodies into overload. They can trigger things in our bodies. They can trigger responses in our bodies. They can trigger a flare. They can trigger an an autoimmune response They can trigger an anaphylactic response They can, that can just trigger fatigue response that don't do that to normal people. Right. Um, you know, so sometimes our responses can be a lot worse or, or a lot more severe than they can be for someone who doesn't have one of these chronic illnesses. Um, so there there are some things you have to consider when you're out and about um, enjoying nature. And by no means at all are we saying you shouldn't go out in nature. Nature is meant to be enjoyed. It's meant to be loved and I'm allergic to grass. I'm not going to not go enjoy sitting out in the grass. I just have to find ways to do it without making my body itch, which means I lay down a blanket Yeah. and sit on a blanket to avoid chiggers. I wear socks and shoes in tall, dry, grassy areas where chiggers can apparently live. Yeah. And I mean, if you
1: have problems with, you know, certain, you know, like I have bad seasonal allergies. I, I don't enjoy nature that much. I'm not an outdoorsy person at all. I'd rather be at the spa, but I mean, I just, (laughs) I would, I'd rather be at the spa. She would would, guys say, Hey, you want to go to a picnic or come to a barbecue? I was like, in theory. Yes. Like, can I stay in your house? Cause I'm not eating outside and I'm not going to sit there and sweat and be stinky and have conversations. No, I'm too bougie for that. So, (laughs) um, I will do some outdoor things. Don't get me wrong. I will, but I mean, it's, I just would rather be at the spot, but you know, I mean, I think the thing is like you mentioned before is preparing, you know, there's certain things you want to do. So what can we do to prepare, you know, ourselves for this to be a more enjoyable experience?
0: Agreed. Agreed. And you have to know what you're going into. So like, if you're going to walk through the forest preserve or you're going on a hike, it's good to know that there's a potential for ticks. Yeah. So what do you do? You check, you, you wear hiking boots and socks. You check yourself before, or sorry, not really before, cause most likely you're not getting ticks at home. <laughs> um, you check yourself after your walk to make sure that you don't have ticks on you. Cause let's just say anyone who suffers from Lyme disease, is going to tell you, you don't want Lyme disease. And if you already have a chronic illness and you get Lyme disease, it's gonna throw you for a loop. So, and and, and ticks are just scary. They're Very just, scary. Having dogs who love to run around in tick filled areas. It's super fun. Using, using uh, insect repellents. With that being said, we're back to our chemical issue again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So here's, here's the other side of, of all of these repellents, mosquito repellents, um, insect repellents, all of those, you really need to be careful about the chemicals you're putting on your skin again, because you, you have to be careful about how your body's going to react to that.
1: Yeah. Cause it absorbs right into the system. There's a lot of natural products now, too. You can Google, you know, the more natural ways, like less chemicals. That's really important to look at.
0: It really is. There's there's definitely some scams out there, so be really careful with those. Do try to, do try to look as best you can at what you're using. Like, if you're going on a heavy-duty camping trip and you're going deep into some wooded areas, I'm going to be truthful. The only thing that's going to work for you is deep. So yeah, that might be the only thing you can use for those couple of days, those couple of days. All right, fine. But you shouldn't be using DEET on like an everyday basis out in your backyard.
1: Not even on a weekly it's basis. Super
0: danger- dangerous, yeah, right? It's very dangerous. So you just, you kind of have to really pay attention to what you're using on your body. Um, especially because we have, we already have so many issues with our bodies anyway. We just don't need to be taking chances. Mm-mm this is my mom lecture right now. Just don't take
1: we don't need to add anything else to what we already have.
0: No. And chemicals are one of the, the big things, but I, you know, there, there's also such a chance for reactions with some of these, but it's not even just the chemicals from what we put on our bodies. There's things like the citronella candles, the citronella oils, and it's making sure that what you're buying is actually citronella. Yeah. There's some that are selling as citronella and they're not, and Mm -hmm. they're all these, there's also all kinds of chemicals in those. They also, you have to be careful about the smells.
1: Yeah. Which can make you really sick. I'm, I'm extremely sensitive. Like I don't wear perfumes. There's only maybe one or two that I can use. I can't use very many body sprays. I can use like vanilla and that's like about it. i you know, and immediately if I use them, it's an instant migraine.
0: It's really like, depending on how potent the smell is, it can be really crazy. Like I have citronella plants around my yard to try and keep some of the bugs down. And let me tell you, there's certain points in times where they get, the smell gets really potent and I have to walk away from them. And that's just from the plant. Mm -hmm. Like that's not even burning the oils, which is a much more concentrated version. Yeah. Um, so just, yeah, be conscious of those things when you're in nature, when you're outside, when you're doing these, this type of stuff, which is so fun that I'm telling people to wear socks and shoes. And I just (laughs) talked about like being careful of the heat. Um, see again, it's all in balance. It's all balancing. It's all a balancing act in the summer guys, which is hard.
1: It can be really difficult to find, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there's so many things I want to do. And a lot of times I will, if I feel up to it, I will, I will go and try it. And you know, sometimes I do. Okay. Sometimes I don't, I mean, I just, it's, it is a balancing act. You just kind of, it's really important to prepare. It's really important to know what your symptoms are. It's really important to know how you react, you know, as, as much as you can.
0: Yeah. Like yesterday it was hot. I put my hair up in a ponytail. I was fine today. If you asked me to put my hair up in a ponytail, I would probably try to beat you (laughs) because it would give me an instant migraine. Mm-hmm. so I'd have to find some other way of keeping my hair up. Like I just, it, you know, if I got that hot, I'd have, cause a lot of times for me staying cooler, means keeping my hair off my neck. Me too. Um, but I can't always put my, use a ponytail holder cause it pulls too hard and it hurts my head. So it's, it's really, you know, finding, finding a way to, to make things work for you and planning around those things. So like, if I'm gonna go somewhere that's gonna be hot and I'm not gonna be home, I will plan six different ways to stay cooler. Mm -hmm. You know, like bring the parasol, bring a bathing suit, bring flip-flops, bring a tank top, bring this. I unfortunately bring a giant suitcase where I go because I have to plan around stuff. Okay, so the other thing for in summer, that people love to do are summer outings. yeah. The barbecues, the pool parties. Woo, I woo. like a pool
1: party. I do, I miss it. I love pool parties. I'm okay with that kind of nature because there's like not tons of trees and that stuff. That is not nature. <laughs> You're right. And that
0: is why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that does not count as nature.
1: I know. And I'm okay with it. I'm so okay with it. You know, people will ask me to go hiking like at Starved Rock or, and I'm like, yeah, no, that, that doesn't move me. I'm like, I'll go to the beach with you like in the evening and we can chill, but I'm, I love the ocean. I love the lakefront, but I, I'm not going to go sit like at Starved Rock. Just not my thing.
0: Starved Rock is so beautiful. Yeah. I can look at it in pictures,
1: whatever. We're just going to keep telling
0: (laughs) And Starved Rock is by the way, like a beautiful park in the middle of Illinois it has like gorgeous waterfalls and beautiful trees and it's stunning and because I you know if any of you are listening from other countries or anything you had no idea what Nicole was talking about (laughs) Uh, hint that Nicole and I have known each other for far too long (laughs) and um, it's just beautiful and Nicole is totally missing out on (sighs) this nature
1: you know that you would take me there, and I would complain the whole time. So uh, yeah, yeah, which is why I would
0: never even offer to take Nicole to Starve Rock. I'd be like, Nicole, I'm going to Starve Rock. Peace out. We'll go to the spa sometime next week. Yes,
1: or the or the beach at night, or something, or you know, walk around the city. But yeah, I'm I'm good to miss Starve Rock. I will take your word on it.
0: <laughs> I know she would. I she, I know her too well to offer that. But I would, however, invite her to a barbecue, and I would. However, maybe not invite her to a barbecue this year unless it was just Nicole and me having a barbecue because I'm freaked out about getting COVID.
1: Yes, and I can't get my vaccine yet. And even if I did, I'd still be worried about it because I will not get as much immunity as somebody who's not sick. So, yeah, it wouldn't be any fun this year for me.
0: In a normal summertime themed podcast episode, COVID would not be something we would talk about as a summer outing issue, right? Because we would, it just wouldn't come up. However, this year, COVID is at the top of the summertime outing issue because we have to think about it this year. It just is a concern. So we're going into these outings. The CDC has lifted some some restrictions that they have... Um, Put out in their guidance. Uh, States are lifting restrictions on these summer outings and saying people can get together, people can get together without masks if they're vaccinated. It's fine if you are moderately healthy, if you don't have autoimmune issues and all that, but I think people need to be really careful and still take to heart hand washing, still take to heart that you can still get COVID. I think people are thinking I'm vaccinated. I can't get COVID. Yeah. No, you can still get COVID. Yeah. There's still a, I'm, I'm going to go super negative here for a second. There's still a 4% chance you can die on like, I think Pfizer or Moderna three or 4% chance you could die. There's like a significant percentage that you could still be hospitalized or get a severe case of it. And then there's an even greater percent chance that you can still get a case of it to just say that like you've been vaccinated, it's fine. Cause if you get it, it's just really likely you'll only get like a moderate to mild case of it. I don't want any case of it.
1: No, I don't. And that's not, and that's not, you know, they're, they're telling people too, you could have a severe case of it. You know, there's more of a chance that you may not, but that's not enough. That's not enough like incentive for me to like go out and start acting like COVID isn't around.
0: Right. I'm not, I will not act like COVID is not around. COVID is around. It's around us. It's, it has not gone away yet. It's not going away. As far Mm -mm. as I can tell anytime soon, Mm -mm. people are acting like we are completely free from it. Um, and, and so this is my soapbox at the moment. It's a soapbox. I'm going to stay on for a while, but for summer outings, we really need to be careful about COVID. And especially if you are, immunocompromised especially if you're around people who are immunocompromised so that's number one with summer outings number two the the next two are definitely my for me number two is sensory issues we have got we've got fourth of july coming up soon sooner than we think i know you guys are like "Ah, kelly we just like started may (laughs) Do we really have to talk about July? I'm telling you those fireworks are going to start going off in about three weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, I hate fireworks. I hate them deep down in my in my soul. Oh, not fireworks. I like looking at them. They're super pretty. They
1: are beautiful.
0: Now I just need um, serious noise canceling headphones. Yeah, I that's a good point. Like, the, the booms uh, are really bad for me. They're bad I for like a lot, lot of people. Far, far away.
1: Yeah. They're really bad for a lot of people.
0: Uh, and I think they're finding some, th- there are some studies right now that are finding some, I, I don't want to say direct connection, but correlations. And I don't think that they're direct, I-, I don't know if they're direct correlations, but they're doing some deeper dives into sensory issues and uh, chronic illnesses like sensory sensitivities and stuff and chronic illnesses, we, we need to be aware that some people with chronic illnesses do have some sensory sensitivities and that could be an issue for people and, on, on these summer outings. So plan ahead for those, those things.
1: Yeah, definitely um,
0: have safe spaces to go for summer outings, especially as we get closer to, for Americans, especially as we get closer to independence day. Yeah. You know, is there a place inside a house you can go? Again, is there a place inside that you can get some quiet space and some quiet time? Or like, if you suffer from migraines or seizures, yes. these can also trigger those. Very much so. Uh, is there a safe place you can go while those things are going on? That's do you that's have also- something
1: with you where you can close, you know, cover your eyes? Yeah. All the fight, you know, so you don't have a seizure.
0: Right. So. Sometimes it's about having conversations with a host of just saying, you know, I have this, I know it's hard because sometimes we don't want to admit that we need something special. I, I think I'd, I'd, I'd rather give someone a space in my house so that they don't have a seizure than have someone have a seizure at my house. And because I know what they're going to feel like afterward. I know what I'd feel like afterward. I'd be so because, because not only are you having to deal with all the medical issues, but then there's the people who don't understand what just happened. You know, you, you feel you end up with the guilty feeling. You end up with the embarrassed feeling. Mm -hmm. You end up with like people asking you stupid questions and you still feel sick from the seizure. Those are the special people. (laughs) Right. So I think when people have sensory issues or, or like, you know, any type of epileptic issue or anything like that I think that's that this time of year can also be very difficult and then there's always the fun and ever-loving food sensitivity issue we love food sensitivities
1: oh yeah can we have more fun than that
0: (laughs) hi let's have a potluck and everybody just puts out potato salad and you're like "Um, I'm sorry can I ask what's in the potato salad And people look at you like you just grew seven horns. It's potato salad. Don't you know what's in potato salad? And sure enough, when you get down to the ingredients, you find out that they put something in there that would have sent you to the hospital. Like, you know, bacon. Sorry, I don't put bacon in my potato salad. No. No one should put bacon in potato salad. If you put bacon in your potato salad, I refuse to apologize for my bacon comment. (laughs) (laughs) And I stand by my statement, that bacon does not belong in potato salad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or raisins, because I've heard of people putting raisins in there. And, I, and the thought of it makes me want to puke. I'm like, really? Where does it even seem to like go together?
0: Yeah, that, okay. That's even worse than Ugh, that's even so worse disgusting. than bacon.
1: Yes. I am just grossed out by that.
0: I wish you all could see my face because it is Nicole can see my horrified face right now. <laughs> guys what is seriously Ugh. but see this is why this is why you have to ask what's in the food
1: oh yeah yeah
0: because if I had taken that potato salad and found a raisin in mine it that's not even about food sensitivity that's just about good and bad taste mm-hmm. yeah, and you
1: know I like it really weird about you know, like I love barbecues and I'm cool. Like if I, you know, somebody's like putting stuff on the grill and stuff. But I, unless I've seen somebody's house like with potlucks and stuff, I try to stay away because I have been to people's houses after a potluck and I'm like, oh my God, I ate your food. I'm going to die.
0: <laughs> I have So also... they're just so
1: dirty, and I'm like, no, 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 no. So unless I've seen someone's kitchen, I kind of unless it's on, going on a grill, I'm like, mm, do I
0: try? I've also been to potlucks where I won't eat the food because I worry if they licked the spoon.
1: Oh God, yes, or had the cat or the dog licked the spoon. Oh no, um, I have no problems with their cat
0: or dog licked the spoon. Oh I no, no I don't want to deal with that, spoon, girl. No,
1: I don't want anyone licking a spoon that I, that's something I'm something I eating, unless it belongs to me. <laughs>
0: No, I just like, there are just some people where I'm like, did you lick the spoon? Cause this is when my snobby nature comes out, but I, I have major food issues guys, and not just food sensitivities, like overall food issues, but food sensitivities, like all seriousness, food sensitivities are a real thing. And when you go to like these potlucks and these barbecues, you don't always know what people are using in the food. So that's a huge summertime issue for us as Spoonies like when when we're dealing with this. And so it's really good when you get invited to these things to to reach out to who's ever planning them to say, is this gonna be something where um, people are going to be sharing what ingredients they're using? I have some issues. Um, I have no problems bringing my own food if I need to, but I just need to be aware because of x y and z yeah i'm not trying to be offensive i'm just trying to protect you know myself most people are very reasonable about that type of stuff i mean don't believe everything you read online about the crazy people i do believe half the stuff we read online and like on reddit and stuff are people just making up stories because they just want to get read on reddit um Mm -hmm. I, I think most people are extremely reasonable and they're they'll either ask people to share what's in their recipes or they will, um, just say, you know what? I, I didn't ask people to do that. Um, I'll make room in my fridge for you or yeah. I'll provide something for you. Like it's, it's okay. It's okay to like people, like it's okay to have a food sensitivity. Yeah.
1: We all have something.
0: Exactly. And then the fourth thing with summer outings are Nicole's favorite pool parties.
1: I love pool parties, and that brings
0: us again back to chemical sensitivity. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You guys, I suffer from chemical sensitivities. Like, I have issues with cleaning supplies. Like, you would not believe. Like, I go to clean the bathroom and I walk out with a rash. Like the first spray of stuff, and I'm like,
1: I'm getting a rash from this. That really sucks.
0: Oh, girl, I it's oh, it's terrible. That's it's one terrible. thing I don't get,
1: thankfully, so.
0: Like, chemistry class in high school and college was terrifying for me. Oh, I bet. I was like, what's giving me a rash today? Chemicals are not my friend. Chlorine is also really not my friend. Sh- I come out of the pool looking like the devil.
1: My oh, eyes are be
0: red. Yeah, it's how I got out of swimming my sophomore year. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-mm. So you have to know how chemicals are going to affect you. Um, I know people that like chlorine it, it is the devil for their skin. Now I have no idea what, like my skin is so dry after I'm done in the pool. I'm like lotion. I'm just swimming in lotion. Yes.
1: My skin seems to want to absorb it. You know, I keep putting it on, and on, and on, and on. I'm like,
0: why am I still so dry? <laughs> Yes, but some people, it's not even just how dry they get. They get like they can't even get near pool Mm -mm. chemicals. No, it's just an immediate reaction with their skin. So, again, be careful. Be careful the pools like, and sometimes you think I'm okay getting in the pool, and somebody doesn't know how to monitor the chemicals in their pool, and all of a sudden you're like breaking out, and it's because they didn't do their pool chemicals. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. And those chemicals are very strong.
0: They're vicious. Mm -hmm. Pool Chemicals are vicious and they'll burn right through your skin. Just be safe with the pool. Yeah. Be safe out there. Um, you know, these are just some of the things we, you know, we really wanted to talk about for the summer, getting ready for the summer. You guys, there's a lot of products that can help with all of these things. Yeah you, know, you can still I'll, go out
1: and have a good time.
0: Yeah. Talk to your doctor before the summer, get yourself ready. And I found
1: those, sh- um, those shirts that protect against the, um, the, the sun. Um, I found those at Goodwill for like a dollar. So, I mean, you can find in places it's where they're or eBay where they don't have them where they're not very expensive.
0: I mean, look, look around, like talk to your doctor, look online, find what works for you. Just, just be careful this summer, be your best self, try to enjoy your summer, stay cool in the heat, you know, stay safe in nature, but it, you know, you only get one summer a year. So try to enjoy it.
1: Yeah. It's important just to be aware, you know, not trying to like be downers or anything on, you know, summer, but, you know, just, we do have extra considerations being sick and, and, you know, it's important for us to remember that. And so that we can have a good time.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And summer should be fun. Mm -hmm, They should. All right, guys. Well, that's it for us this week. We hope you have a great week and uh, we will chat again next week.
1: Yes, thanks for tuning in.